Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And here we go. It is our three of the daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday morning as we are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the east. Coming up during our final hour, a chat with our good friend Olivia Harlan Decker, who is covering the Dolphins and Chiefs on Saturday in Kansas City. Find out what she is expecting from the game. Then at 820, we continue with our great guests on this Women of Wagertainment Wednesday when we bring in our gate constable. And just maybe I might have to beg for it. Chelsea, I'm looking for a visit from Donkey Doo, the son of the Donkster, at 8:45. Oh, no. oh God, yes, don't make me do that. yes. <laughs> I just need you to prepare mentally. It has to be. It only has to be one line, maybe two. I was talking about this with a lovely Catherine. I said I think we have a new bit character on the show, and that show is Chelsea's voice, the voice no. of Donkey Doo, the voice that only God. you can pull off. Come on, come on. Mm, yeah. We'll have to wait. Today's and see, the day. But right. the cringe level is definitely there. Like, you know, when you do something, <laughs> you're like, I'm internally cringing. And I know everybody else is. That's how I feel about no. like Donkey Do and that voiceover. First of all, you coined that phrase. I was going to say the little donkster, and you said Donkey Do, like Scrappy Do. So, right. first of all, credit to you there. Secondly, I've heard the voice. I think the people need to hear it. That's all I've heard over the past two weeks. When is Chelsea going to do Donkey Do? When is she going to break out Donkey Do again? So I don't think you realize the demand that the listeners have right now. I don't even remember what the voice was. So we'll see. It could be totally different. Uh, It could be. It It might switch up on the fly. We'll get to that at the end of the show, along with our best bets. But let's go to a voice we know and love, an old friend. And, of course, I'm talking about Olivia Harlan Decker. She is the host of BetMGM's Inside the Lines on YouTube with a new episode dropping every Friday. She covers the NFL for Westwood One, BetMGM, and Sky Sports in the U.K. And she will be on the sidelines this weekend with the Dolphins and Chiefs going at it in Kansas City. Olivia, good morning to you. It is great to see your face and hear your voice. So, For those of us that don't know, what have you been up to over the past year, year and a half? Because I know you're in Europe right now. Thanks. I swear the last time we spoke was last year. So it's almost a year anniversary of avoiding each other. To see you guys. I'm thrilled to be on with you. Um, In the last year, let's see, I still live in London with my husband and baby. I just joined Sky Sports NFL coverage this year, which has been amazing to like spread the love of the game and part educate but that sounds kind of you know not fair to brits because they do know their football they love football over here and i've gotten a chance to work the sideline for the london games here and two games in frankfurt one of which being chiefs and dolphins so this is kind of a full circle moment now i'll fly back to the states for the playoffs i'm going to work the next two rounds with westwood one sports doing sideline reporting and of course my first assignment chiefs dolphins so how about that all right so it feels to me that you have covered a lot of cold weather games i know you've covered the packers i know you've done a lot of chiefs games (laughs) so tell me is this a narrative that we are overdoing the fact that we have a warm weather team that's going to play in conditions 
that are not going to be great in Kansas City. What's the high, you know, in Kansas City this weekend? Like a degree? Is this an actual angle? So I'm actually from Kansas City, which I feel like people say, oh, you're fine. You're from Kansas City. No, my blood's just like anyone else's. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate being out there in the cold. You don't think I wanted Packers at Dallas? That would have been a much cushier gig. Uh, so no, this game is great. I'm excited to be in my hometown, but man, am I not looking forward to that weather. Um, just last night, I ordered on Amazon heated vest, heated socks, heated gloves. I'm, I'm trying anything <laughs> with a charger and a battery life to get me through this one. But I think when you look down at this game, historically, the Dolphins have struggled in cold weather. This isn't a this year's team, last year's team. This goes back to the 70s. And it seems like such an easy stereotype, like, oh, these, these flashy beach goers in Miami. No, it's a real thing. In fact, Tua Tungvaloa, think about this. He's from Hawaii, played college ball in the South, has played his pro ball. He is a warm weather quarterback, and we've seen him struggle and the big in these cold weather games, I think I read, and I'll double check, but he's never played a game below 30. Um, I don't think they should host football games below 30. This is going to be just <laughs> so brutal. But if if the Chiefs were looking for an edge, that's it. And they own it to host in this cold weather. So, Olivia, I know you've probably been asked this question and it's been talked about a lot, but it is a, a valid point, which is it seems to be, if you're a Kansas City backer, this this drop-off that we've seen amongst Patrick Mahomes' receivers. As someone who certainly has followed Kansas City in the past and you're going to be covering the game this weekend, how much truth is there to that, or is it overblown to an extent? No, not overblown at, at all. When you consider the help they're getting, there's really no excuse mm -hmm. to have a poor receiving core when you have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. This offensive line has been doing great. Second fewest sacks allowed. It's not like the rest of the offense is breaking down, right? Um, and especially the interior of that offensive line. It's just all these pro bowlers, all this consistency, good rapport with Patrick. Um, but as you watch Patrick Mahomes' demeanor throughout the season, that's what we haven't seen before. It's like he's not used to this. And I personally love it. He, he's been getting some flack I've heard on some shows and stuff. Like, he's got to be a leader. He's got to pull it together. No, no. He's dealing with such subpar performances, and he's not used to that. He has not done that, what, since college? So, no, especially when this is the best defense he's ever had. This is inexcusable, unacceptable. I kept waiting at the trade deadline all day on my phone thinking, ah, oh, Chiefs are going to get a receiver. Chiefs are going to get a receiver. Nothing. Crickets. So I don't know what's going on. Of course, they're trying to get a little bit healthier now. Like, as you look at McCall Hardman, all that, um, I just – it's been brutal and the injury report isn't helping them either. As I'm looking at uh, it, even Rasheed Rice, you know, he's been a bright spot and he's a little bit banged up dealing with a hamstring. Um, so I, I do really worry about that part of it. And when you think if everyone else is breaking down Travis Kelsey, right, he's got to shine. And here he is. He missed his, what could have been his eighth straight 1000 yard season. Now he could have gotten it if he played last week, uh, just 16 yards shy, but it's still, just an open that this is not our typical Travis Kelsey. We're seeing him slip a bit. 34 years old, rumors of retirement. Oh, you just hate to see this happen when the rest of the team is built to succeed. Okay, so I mentioned some of your experience covering the Packers. They've got a big game, as you mentioned, against the Cowboys in Dallas. The line is seven and a half. So we all know that the Cowboys are juggernauts at home. But Jordan Love has shown some flashes of being a really good quarterback. Do you think the Packers stand a chance here? 
Well, I love the number. I love Packers plus seven and a half if you're going to pick a side. Um, I just think with, you know, the the youth, obviously, and the confidence and the low expectations, and here they are. It's just such a good story. But Jordan Love is the crux of all this. In the second half of the season, so since week 11, he's second in EPA per play. He's fourth in success rate. By the way, guessing in EPA per play. Dak Prescott. So this is going to be a good one. If anything, I like the over in this game as well, if you don't want to pick a side. Because um, the Dallas defense, or sorry, Green Bay is one of the worst run defenses. So the the formula for this one is if Tony Pollard can get more involved, get more consistent. Um, but I just, th- that part of the Dallas story hasn't been very strong or convincing. So yeah, from a betting standpoint, I love Packers plus seven and a half. Um, but it's it's tough to beat the Cowboys at home, so I think Cowboys win this one. We're talking to Olivia Harlan Decker, who is covering the Chiefs and the Dolphins this weekend in Kansas City. Also does a lot of NFL coverage for Sky Sports and BetMGM as well. Olivia, when you handicap a game like the Packers and Cowboys, for example, and there's a a coach like Mike McCarthy who is facing his former team, or maybe it's Tyreek Hill going back and playing the Chiefs. How do you factor in something like that, which really isn't quantifiable? Yeah, same with Detroit and L.A., right? You have all these good stories. That's why these NFL script writers are just fantastic, aren't they? Um, I think for the, the Green Bay situation, if I'm looking at better coach, I like LaFleur in this spot. Um, he's had to do a lot more with a lot less than Mike McCarthy has had. Um, so I feel like if you're looking at better coaching and we know Mike McCarthy can kind of crumble at the end of games and situational coaching. So that specific example, I think Green Bay's better coached. I think they seem to almost be having more fun. Like who's having more fun than the Packers right now? Um, so in that, in that storyline, yeah, I like that one. Um, for the LA storyline, I actually love of this as the underdog I think you know the Lions a much better draw for Detroit would have been Philadelphia they got kind of screwed by getting the Rams right off the bat because the Rams are doing great and Matt Stafford what he posts like a 10 minute video thanking Nate I, I can't wait to come back blah blah like he'll be warmly received in Detroit Jared Goff he's got to control his emotions that split was not good they they basically said thanks for getting us to the playoff two years ago and to the Super Bowl two years ago we're done with you. We're going to just straight up replace you with someone we think is better. And that wasn't amicable. He's been really vocal about that. Took a huge knock to his confidence. Dan Campbell, they've had to work him back up. And now here he is. And he's got this good team. But, oh, wait, he loses Sam Laporta. So that is just such a loss for the best tight end in the country right now. Uh, this rookie, this phenomenal season. I just I, I feel really bad for Detroit that this is their first their first stop in the playoffs because it would have been fun to see them continue to go on in fact as you look at big picture i like the rams to win this one i think the rams hold the biggest threat to san francisco if that ends up being the nfc no other team is really built to san francisco um dallas i don't trust them philly i don't trust them uh so i I like the rams to get out of detroit alive and continue on and meet san francisco in the nfc championship yeah, I love that. I think the Rams are my favorite long shot play to possibly mm-hmm. make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, so you're covering the Super Bowl for Sky Sports. Now we see yeah. the favorites as making it to the Super Bowl as the Niners and the Ravens. Do you think those are the two teams you'll be covering? For sure. For sure. Uh yeah, the, the Ravens are pretty stout. You got the best NFL, you got the best defense in the NFL. 
Um, and then as you look at all of their position players and how everything's clicking just so, but Lamar Jackson, I think his potential's untapped so far. I think there's more in the tank. I think they've been preserving his health and he can just really take it away now in the playoffs. I'm very curious if we're going to see their offense shift a bit to let him run more. Uh, what's, you know, what do you got to lose? Do you wait till the Super Bowl to let him really use his legs when, when you've made it to the game? I don't know. Maybe continue to preserve his health throughout the Super Bowl. But I, I think the Ravens, we haven't even seen the best of them yet. And then, yeah, San Francisco, get him healthy this week. Um, figure out what's next. I, I just think there's it's hard to be either team, and I can't find a team to do it in either conference. I love it. We've got about three minutes here, and before we let you go, I just wanted to get your take on one player, could be an older player, could be a younger player that might surprise us, maybe step up and have some sort of performance in the postseason that we remember. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know who, and not old or young, but just right in his prime, C.D. Lamb. I think this is going to be oh, a playoff yeah. that we really stick with C.D. Lamb and we continue seeing him be great. Now, in that same game, if Jordan will pull this one off, this will be the Jordan Love story, right? It's funny, like one player stands out, one team stands out. And as I was talking on Sky Sports yesterday, which again, more of a British audience, I was framing it up that Green Bay is kind of our Cinderella in the playoffs. Um, it's hard to make a case for anyone else, I feel like, unless maybe Houston. But yeah, it's it's when you look at these teams that are overachieving, who is the main character? And again, it's Jordan Love to be. I, if he's able to have a, a solid game, not even a great game, like last week, he was solid. You, you saw flashes of greatness, but it's not like they just, you know, hung 40 on him or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see in that game, I think the answer will come. Um, I think it'll be CD Lamb. CD Lamb went off, or Jordan Love stole the show. She is the host of BetMGM's Inside the Lines on YouTube, with a new episode dropping every Friday. She'll be on the sidelines this weekend, covering Dolphins and Chiefs for Westwood One, and covering the Super Bowl for Sky Sports as well. It is our friend Olivia Harlan Decker. Olivia, great stuff, and congratulations on all your success. It's great to see you. Thank you, guys. Great to see you too, and looking forward to talking next time. Absolutely. Oh, man. Covering the Super Bowl. That's fantastic. Chelsea, you've covered big events before. Have you ever covered the actual Super Bowl? I've been to Media Day, which is a zoo in and of itself, but I've never actually covered a Super Bowl. Well, I've covered a college football national championship, which, according to you, is nothing like the Super Bowl. (laughs) So maybe I've never had that kind of experience. But I have covered, I think, two national championships. Yeah, two. I went when Auburn went and when Alabama absolutely beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. Cover that one as well. Oh, that's good. I've never, co- have I covered a national championship game? Listen to how high my voice is going. No, I don't think I have. So see, you got the edge on me there. <laughs> the media day is a zoo though. Oh my God. The amount of media, which is true for the actual game itself, that come mm-hmm. from all over the world. It's just something you can't really fathom unless you're there and hearing the different languages and seeing the different microphone covers and how people are dressing. It really is something to see. Coming up in five minutes here on the show, how about Becky's Kate Constable dropping her favorite plays in the NFL this weekend and maybe some NBA as well. She loves her basketball. That's coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And welcome back on a Wednesday. Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Coming up shortly, our weekly visit from BetQL's K Constable. We'll find out where she is putting her money this week. Chelsea, I saw this story on Lucy's feed. There is a Massachusetts woman who was accused of trying to poison her husband using soup. She is being charged with attempted murder. Apparently, she was scammed, though. She thought she was getting texts from a soap opera star. And this supposed soap opera star, whoever this person was, sent texts saying, you've got to do it. I need you. You've got to get rid of your husband. I love you so much, et cetera, et cetera. So she did it. She poisoned her husband and sent him to the hospital. But it was a scam. She was not actually getting texts from a soap opera star. This woman is how old? She's in her 70s. And now she says, oh, I'd never do this. I love my husband. Even though she texted back, I'm making an amazing soup. Special potion. Maybe I could collect life insurance. So I'm going to say, based on that evidence, she's probably guilty. She was scammed for some reason. Someone was trying to scam her into harming her husband. Have you ever been scammed? Not into poisoning Jake via your famous alphabet soup, but just in general, somebody ever pulled off a scam on you? I have some questions about this. Who sure. would be texting her? Like, what's the motive? Like, clearly somebody else wanted her husband dead. There is some yeah. forensic file stuff that is in this case that we don't know about yet. Maybe it'll be on a dateline. Maybe I don't know. Um, but because when you said she was 70, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. maybe her mind is kind of leaving her because this is a problem that, well, not this specific problem, but my mom is older and she's starting mm-hmm. to lose some sharpness. So when people call her, this is usually about insurance. And she always like, they always try to make her change her medical insurance. I'm like, mom, don't do it. But like when you're mm-hmm. older, you know, your sharpness starts to go. So when you said her age, I started thinking that. But didn't you say there was a text in it that's mentioned life insurance? So maybe yes. she's not losing her sharpness at all. Well, my favorite part of this story is at the end when the police try to take her phone as evidence. And she allegedly fought and kicked them. So she's also being charged with resisting arrest and assaulting an officer. So she's pretty spry. She's like, nah, it's an accident. I love him. But if you try to take my phone, you're going to get these bows, catch these bows for Miss Doucette here. What's her name? Roxanne. Oh, that's a troublesome name. Roxanne. Do you know anyone named Roxanne who isn't up to no good? Because I don't. I don't know anybody named Roxanne except for that song. What is it? By the police? That's literally the only time I've ever heard it. Um, But have they figured out who these texts were from? Because I would imagine the police know they like maybe they aren't telling us but usually you can tell where like 
not the IP address, like whatever the location is on the phone, because they have to be, you know, I'm not going to say partially responsible, but I don't know. There's something weird going on. It's not just her. Oh, it happens to the best of us. Who hasn't been sitting around? You get a text. It's from an afternoon television star saying, please poison your partner. We've all been there. Roxanne just fell for the oldest trick in the book. All right. It's super wild card weekend in the NFL, so we got to bring in only the most super of guests. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. It's Clark. She fires. And goes! It's Kate Constable. I've made a Schwartz pee with your... Here we go. It is a Woman of Wagertainment Wednesday here on the show. And we bring in one of our favorites. You know her as host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. Also, you can catch her across the VQL network. It is Kate Constable. So, Kate... I want to ask you, have you ever been scammed? Because I, full disclosure, I was talking about this yesterday. A few years ago when I was in Austin, I got fooled by an old school scam. A guy sold me speakers out of the back of his van, and I fell for it. And I bought those speakers, and they were garbage. Just wood, couple of, couple of little speakers in there that didn't work at all. I mean, they worked, but it was terrible. And I spent $250 on those things. I thought I was getting a deal. Has anything like this ever happened to you? I mean, I don't know if I've had like a true scamming, but I'm a salesman's best friend. So like if someone comes up to me on the street and tries to sell me something, I'm probably going to buy it just because I get so uncomfortable and kind of like, uh, I, I don't know what to do. So I've bought makeup off of uh, Michigan Ave in Chicago this morning, or not this morning, that would be wild, um, before um, some guy selling makeup. I, I mean, who wants to buy makeup off the street? Like, let's let's take care of our skin, people. Um, I've been scammed by a couple homeless people before. Some lady talked to me and told me she was uh, bleeding pregnant bleeding and had aids so i just gave her 40 bucks and put her in a cab and i was like i'm gonna need you to step away ma'am um another woman jinx's face looking at that <laughs> another almost woman she didn't have gas her kids were in the car and that one has happened to me multiple times so i know that that one's a scam because uh, like first um you know first instinct if someone says you're there's children in a car there's no gas they're yeah. cold it's winter like yeah, I want to help you. But the third time that happened to me, um, I'm like, okay, you guys are all talking and, and figuring out what works and I'm not falling for that one again. So those are the scammings that I've had, not necessarily true, you know, identity scam, things like that. Yeah. But still. You talking about. Yeah, I do think the homeless fun. ones are the hardest ones to like ignore because you feel like a bad yeah. person if you just don't even listen to the person. But I've been the victim of this. Like, I've given a lady money who said, yeah, I've got kids at home. You know, this is for them. And then I see her doing the same spiel. And we live, like, right around the corner. I have never seen these kids. I'm pretty sure she does not have kids. She is just telling me this to get my money. And she mm -hmm. did. So yeah. it, it sucks that happens, it but it makes you not want to do it again. Like, that's what sucks for the other homeless people. Like, the ones that, you know, really do need the money. So I have been there, done that before. Can't say I've bought makeup from somebody off the street, but 
I feel your pain when it comes to the homeless people. <laughs> All right, so not sure I'm supposed to transition out of that, but let's look at the NBA today. You got some plays for us. Let's start with the Timberwolves and the Celtics. Celtics lying six and a half here. What's the angle and what's the play? Yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics in this one, laying the points. Uh, they're off of a loss to the Pacers, and that was a loss in which Tyrese Halliburton won out in the first half. Now Celtics are back at home. They're 17-0 and at home, like so good um, on their home floor. But again, coming off of a loss, two losses in their last four games, pretty uncharacteristic of this Boston team. And the Timberwolves are kind of in a tough spot. They're on a back-to-back on the road. They played the Magic last night, and yes, they did kind of blow out the Magic, so maybe their starters didn't play super heavy minutes but this is still a three and four uh all road road game again with travel and minnesota has kind of struggled lately they've even alluded to it saying you know things just kind of have not been clicking uh so well despite again a win last night which which was looked more like the timberwolves that we've seen throughout the regular season but they have lost three of their last five and against uh top teams like the celtics who have again yet to lose at home this is just a much better spot to back a motivated Boston team coming off of a loss. Also a little bit of a revenge spot for the Celtics. Minnesota beat them in overtime earlier this season. And this this is the only other time uh, this year that these two teams are going to meet. So I'm going to take Boston at home minus six and a half. We're talking with Kate Constable. She is host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. And again, you can see her across the BetQL network. What do you have for Raptors and Clippers? It looks like you are, you've got your eye on a total here. I do. Um, I'm going to play the under in this one. I think this is just a little too high at 237 and a half. This is the fifth game of a six game road trip for the Raptors. They lost to the Lakers last night, kind of an emotional game. Their coach went off in the media after, you know, talking about the foul discrepancy between the two teams. Uh, Lakers shot 36 free throws to the Raptors, just 13. Um, so just kind of an emotional, now somewhat of a, a, a letdown um facing the Clippers tonight. And you also have the, you know, LA nightlife. I mean, if I'm coming off a loss like that, they lost by one to the Lakers last night also, just to add in there. I might want to go out and have a couple drinks, something like that. That's always an angle that you look at with um, teams that are playing in LA. Um, the offense for the Raptors has been a lot better since RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly came over in that trade with the Knicks, but the Clippers defense is just so good. They just held a Suns team that is pretty much all offense to 111 points, held the Pelicans to just 95 in their last couple of games. Um, so I, I think with... The uh, caliber of defense that the Clippers have played, not only as of late, but all season long. I just have a hard time thinking that the Raptors are going to score enough for this total uh, to go over 237 and a half. All right, so next up, let's go to the 76ers and the Hawks. The Hawks actually favored in this game, I believe, because Joel Embiid is not going to be playing. So usually mm-hmm. I stay away from games like those, but you obviously have some kind of play here that you like. So what is it? Yeah, I haven't bet this one quite yet, but this is just a line that jumped out to me today as a little funky. I mean, the Hawks are really, really bad against the spread this season. Uh, And like you said, Sixers, yes, without Joel Embiid, but I still would favor uh, the Sixers over a Hawks team that is just really inconsistent and struggles. So whenever the Hawks are favorites against good teams, um, it was the case last week against uh, Oklahoma City. Hawks were favored in that game, and that was kind of a fishy line just because OKC is so good this year they were on a back-to-back in that game so you have to factor that in a little but I kind of lean towards the Hawks just based on this number it just something seems off here especially when you have Clint Capella and Trey Young that are both questionable for tonight you know if either of those players don't go uh, I'm not sure this Hawks team 
has enough scoring weapons to keep up with the, the Sixers despite Joel Embiid being sidelined in this game. So this is a line I'm going to keep my eye on, but I kind of lean towards the Hawks just because something feels a little fishy here. Okay, Kate, let's trans let's uh, transfer over to the NFL a little bit because we have so many games on this super wild card weekend that we're looking forward to. And we're starting with Rams and Lions in Detroit. We know the storylines, but what's about we should be looking at? Yeah, I'm really excited. Of all the narratives going into wildcard weekend, this is, I mean, one that's kind of a feel-good narrative, obviously, with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and playing the Lions back at his home stadium. Um, but I think we're going to see a, a high-scoring game in this one. So I'm going to take the over 51 and a half. You talk about all the big-time names that both of these teams have on offense. Stafford, Cooper Cup, Nakua, Kyron Williams, and then on the other side for the Lions, David Montgomery, Amon uh, Ron St. Brown, Demir Gibbs. I mean, it just sounds like this is going to be a, a shootout. Um, obviously, no Sam Laporta. That's going to hurt the Lions a little bit. He's been fantastic at tight end this season. Um, but the Lions, 11-6 and six to the over during the regular season, 6-2 and two to the over at home. Rams, 6-3 and three to the over on the road. Like, these numbers just all kind of point to the overs in this situation. Plus, the Lions are fifth in points per game, 26, um, actually, you know, 30 points, rather, just under uh, points per game. And uh, same with the the Rams, eighth in scoring defensively, both of these squads, 19th and 23rd in points allowed. Like everything is all offense, very little defense. You've got a ton of star power on offense for both of these teams. I think Matthew Stafford kind of shows out against his former team too. So 51 and a half taking the over. All right. So are there any other NFL games that you have your eye on? We've got Browns, Texans, Chiefs, Dolphins, Steelers, Bills, which I can't make myself watch. Anything else you're betting on? <laughs> Uh, I do like the Chiefs in this spot. Um, I know you guys have talked about this previously on, on today's show, but just the weather factor in Kansas City. I, I mean, 0-10 is the Dolphins' record when playing in cold weather games or at least like freezing games. So I just don't know how uh, Tua is going to have much success in negative degree temperatures. Like this is a Miami team that's just not really built for cold weather games. So um, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs in that one. I also like the Texans over the Browns. I just wonder if, you know, maybe Joe Flacco's magic runs out a little bit. Texans defense is not all that bad either. And I love the way CJ Stroud has been playing lately. So haven't officially bet that one yet, but I'm uh, leaning towards Texans plus two and a half. I would just really like a three in that game if possible. She is host of The Better Angle each and every Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East on Twitter and TikTok at Kate Constable. And if you're planning on running a scam on her, forget about it. She's been there, done that, and she's over it. It is Kate Constable. Kate, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You bet. Chelsea, I don't think I ever got an answer from you. You had many questions about the story, but have you yourself been the victim of a scam, even a minor one? Well, I said the one about the homeless lady, how she oh, said yeah, she yeah, had yeah. kids and she didn't. So I think that would probably be the best example because that one sucks. Like you're trying to help people out and they take no, advantage sure. of your kindness. That was the worst. Like phone scams. I think those work on like older people. Like I said, I am currently yeah. trying to combat those from my mom's house. Good God. She's on some kind of list where they call her all the time. It is exhausting. <sighs> I can't even imagine. And now they're using AI to mimic people's voices, which is even scarier. Just something to watch out for. We try to provide every single bit of information we can on this show from scams to betting. And coming up next, no scam at all.
just the straight dope on which bets we like today. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. That's coming your way next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Turn it up, Double D. Mm-hmm. Chelsea... I debated whether to reveal this story or not, but I'm going to do it. Yesterday on The Real, Aisha Curry, Steph Curry's wife, was on the show. And she revealed, I guess they had this segment called like cell phone roulette or something. And you just pull up a picture on your phone. And Steph's wife randomly shows a picture of her feet in the sunlight. And she says, yeah, you know, Steph's a big foot guy. So whenever he asks for nudes, he, 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 this is what I sent him instead. Don't my feet look good in this picture? And the co-hosts are like, why are you talking about this right now? So I guess after all this time, Rex Ryan finally has company in the Pantheon. And it's Steph Curry of all people. I don't really have an issue with the fetish. I do have an issue with someone revealing this randomly on national television. Why would you say this at all in the first place? I'm sure you have a billion pictures on your phone. Pull up, hey, this is my daughter. Doesn't she look cute? Oh, I took this as Steph. He's making a three-point shot. Why would you go? And she talks about it like it's not a big deal. It's casual conversation. If I had some sort of fetish like this and my... Wife, girlfriend, whatever, decided to go on national TV and reveal it. I would not be thrilled. Oh, I think you're muted, Chelsea. We need to hear from you. I'm calling BS on this because I feel like she was trying to pull something juicy, but Mm -hmm. not too juicy. Because I bet she has worse pictures than this on her phone. Like, think of the object of the segment. It's to give the viewers some kind of dirt. And, like, was she saying that it was sexual? Or was she just saying that, like, Steph enjoys pictures of her feet? Because that's two different things. Maybe she has pretty feet. I so don't it know. Like-, like, I haven't, I haven't seen these pictures, but I don't know. Like, I feel like yeah. this is way tamer than it actually is. I feel like this is a cover where she's given a little tiny sliver uh, to try to appease people because she's not going to like pull a picture out of her phone and say, oh, here's a screenshot of a meme. Like she knows what she's doing. Right. She wants to give people some kind of ammo and something that is alluring, but not too much. Like if he likes looking Mm. at pictures of her feet, like maybe she has nice feet. I don't think it's weird unless you do sexual stuff with them. Like I think you can appreciate a good you know, pedicure. Some women have pretty sure. feet. I think it was how nonchalant she was about how saying it was a thing and then watching the reaction of 
her co-host because I feel like if it had not been a thing, then no one else would have reacted. Like her co-host next to her has her jaw agape, just like, I cannot believe you're talking about this right now. And she's just laughing and like, oh, isn't this cute? He really likes feet. He really likes feet. I don't know. Maybe I read too much into it, but I would not want someone revealing that on camera. But you know what? If you're Steph Curry, great footwork. I get it. That's one of the reasons why he's one of the GOATs, one of the greatest to ever play the game. His ability to use his feet to come off screens, knock down a shot, now it all makes sense. Well, I don't think he likes his own feet. I think he likes her feet. Uh, But (laughs) this is the problem with today's society. Nobody has any boundaries. I don't know if you've ever scrolled TikTok, but the personal stories that I am seeing unwarranted and unsolicited, like, I don't need to know this stuff. But people just willingly offer these details into their personal lives for for likes. For what? For views? So I just feel like it's today's culture. Oversharing is a problem, and it is a pandemic. Yes, I think that's the big issue is for me, which is it's fine. It's none of my business. I don't really care. But why do we need to know? Why did you feel the need to share this? So I'm the same way. Whenever I'm scrolling, I'm like, didn't need to know. Didn't need to know. But you got to tell me every single second of every single thing that you're doing, even if it's private. And she went on the reel and did that? Ah, you got to go on the view to do that, not on the reel. Coming up next here on the show, Joe Osborne from Covers.com will reveal his NFL playoff bets. And if you missed our conversation with BetMGM's Olivia Harlan-Decker, who is covering the Dolphins-Chiefs game for Westwood One this week, You can download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chelsea, let's give the people some winners. Time to place your bets. Let's see. Where are you going today, Chelsea? Oh, all right. You are sticking with the one that brung you and going back to mid-major basketball. What do you got? Yeah, time to dive into some college hoops. Let's go with Troy tonight. On the money line, minus 145 at home over Louisiana. This line opened at one and a half, now up to two and a half. I'm going to play it safe, just play the money line here. But in this position, Troy has been really good. They've been solid at home this year, eight and one, and also undefeated as favorites. That's what I'm playing them here. On the money line, they're five and oh as favorites this season. Then you look at the metrics, and Troy's been really good. They're on a four game win streak. Eight and one against the spread in their last nine games and averaging 82 points per game. And I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that they are very good on the offensive glass, ranking 40th in offensive rebounding. You look at Louisiana, this is a matchup that they're not going to be winning. They rank 352nd in the country. I didn't even know there was that many teams uh, when it comes to defensive rebounding's and rebounding. And plus, Troy has really turned up the defense in the last few games. If you look at their last two games, they have forced 32 turnovers. So there is a reason that Troy has been hot because all these factors coming together. Louisiana, on the flip side, has not been great in this spot. They've lost two of their last three games, two and seven as an underdog, one and five away from home. And as short underdogs, they've been even worse in this spot. Two and a half point dogs to Marshall, lost by 14. Three point dogs to Sanford earlier on the season, and they lost by 23. So I'll take the home team in this spot, the hotter team now, and hopefully the team that continues their win streak. Let's take Troy on the money line, minus 145. I'm going back to the eyes for a couple of plays. In Dallas, Wild and the Stars under 6.5. It's only minus 122. The Wild are so banged up right now. Matt Zuccarillo, Caprizov, 
out of the lineup still. So that means the Wild have struggled on offense. They've scored two goals or less in five of their last six games. These two teams met last week. Dallas won for nothing in Minneapolis, and the under is 6-3-1 in the last 10 meetings between the Wild and the Stars, so that is where we're going tonight. Under 6.5 in Dallas at minus 122. I like it. If I knew anything about hockey, I will trust your intuition, though. (laughs) I feel like your hockey plays have been good. Let's see what the third member of our Best Bets crew has to say about our plays. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, A-Ball, let's do our play. Starting with mine, I'm taking Troy on the money line at home over Louisiana. Do we like it? A-Ball says, outlook not good. Great, grand, wonderful. Mm. How about Jinx's play? Wild stars under six and a half. A ball says, let's see, better not tell you now. Well, we are live. A ball uh, says, yes. Oh. Oh. One well, for two, if you want to check out the eight ball. Oh, that's right. If you want to check out each and every show on the BetQL network, it's easy. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. I have one more bet on the ice. Avalanche. Money line, minus 145. I'm laying the juice. Great revenge spot for Colorado. They lost to Vegas 7-0 earlier this year. They have not been shut out since. Colorado has won five of its last six games this season. They outclassed the Knights in both shots per game and shooting percentage. And on home ice this year, Colorado is 17-5 and straight up. Avs money line minus 145 hosting the Golden Knights. Okay, let's do your BetQL five star best bet for insight, analysis, trends, five star best bets, four star best bets, whatever you want. The education you need to become a better better. It is on the BetQL app. Dongster, you went two and zero last night. What do you got for us today? <laughs> Dad, I have a secret fetish too. I like hooves, especially when they've been polished. I'm just like Steph Curry. Uh, no, you're not at all, Doctor. Just please give us your bets. Okay, Dad, I'm going against you on the ice. Night, money line, plus 125 in Colorado, Miami of Florida, negative 16 hosting Louisville. It's minus 16, Doctor. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right, let's just put him to the side and bring in our friend Aaron Hawksworth from BadQL Daily. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Good morning. The donkster and secret fetishes, things I did not have on the bingo card for this morning. <laughs> <sighs> it's always a toss-up what the, what the intro is going to be. And I, I feel like that's the goal of our show is to make it feel as awkward as possible for the crosstalk and whoever's, you know, subbing it or, you know, tapping in from BetQL Daily. I was going to ask you this because I know you're from Vancouver where I believe it gets pretty cold. How much do you think this impacts the Dolphins and the Chiefs game? Do you think weather's actually going to be a factor here? I mean, at this point, I think they're professionals. Sometimes also like meteorologists are just wrong. Like so far out, like even here, I'm sure Jinx over the weekend, we're supposed to get all this snow. All I got was rain. Like 
These people are wrong a lot, so I don't look too much into it. Obviously, we all know wind is the big thing, but this far out, I feel like anything's possible, right? Things can change. Yeah, I'm with you. I was bearing down for some sort of snowstorm. What'd we get? Nothing. Just some a rain. Dud. Big old a dud. dud. Yeah. A big old dud. <laughs> That's exactly right. Aaron, thank you so much, and you're so spot on about that forecast. Have a great show. Thanks for being with us and for putting up with the donkster. Donkster, buddy, you got to clean up your act, man. I don't know what's been in the water over the past couple weeks. Chelsea, this is a family show. I don't know what's going on with him. New year needs to be a new him. I'm going to say that right now. Oh. I'm out over Is it, it a family show? Not, mm. Mm, not really. <laughs> not really. Oh, that's okay. Bill just put a suggestion in the chat, and that will happen later on this week. That's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. That is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Good luck on your bets. We will see you early tomorrow morning. Bye. You've been listening to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.